on this episode of the 520 Collective Show, should there be Christian celebrities and what happens if they do something that gets them canceled? You know how we all are. How should canceled celebrities be handled if and when they return to the public eye? What are the responsibilities for the celebrity and the culture at large? This and more coming up. Let's go. Hey, yeah. Message heavy. Don't rhyme, show. They not ready. Race against the time like four wheels. And ain't ready. Keep it steady. Feed it hard and they barely give them ears. And hear the truth when the light go confetti. Yeah. Message heavy. Don't rhyme, show. They not ready. Race against the time like four wheels. And ain't ready. Keep it steady. Feed it hard and they barely give them ears. And hear the truth when the light go confetti. Just a flip of the watch. It's game time. Game time. 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 Flip of the watch. It's game time. Game vibes. Just a flip. Five twenty collective. Listen every day or get robbed. I'm kidding. Man, before we get into this month's episode, we have got to give a shout out to our show sponsor, Kingdom Club Apparel. Kingdom Club Apparel has new gear available just in time for the holidays. Make sure to check out the Demon Slayer and forgive everyone lines. They are the newest additions to the brand and they truly make a bold statement. Hit up KingdomClubApparel.com for them and the other great merchandise that's available. Now, let's go ahead and get into this month's pod. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is Eric Boston. I'm here with my guys, KD, The Vessel. And Deshay Aloysius Johnson, aka Zero for Hire. <laughs> I'm just seeing if you pay attention, Yo. Zero. That's all. That's all, man. I know you're out there in Arkansas. You Deshay. skipped government middle, name and went straight what was to the tribal. Name? Aloysius. I, I just assumed, man. I just assumed. Is that that movie about Beethoven? You tugging at the roots, bro. I think that's Amadeus. <laughs> man let's get some shout outs man shout out to harry over at kingdom club apparel eddie puyo the homie brinson bars and beats yeah. ready rider alan thomas mc nice and all of our subscribers on youtube don't forget to add our fresh picks playlist to your library and of course i want to shout out our substack newsletter subscribers don't miss out on a bit of content from 520 collective join our newsletter now and get the latest delivered right to your inbox and if you find value in what we're doing here at the show and you want to put value back in so that we can keep growing why not become a show producer it's easy just sign up a substack as a premium subscriber go to 520collective.com slash substack now Aloysius, who you shouting out today? I'm going to shout out Tech Nine, who took that Amadeus song, and then he made it into I'm a player. Tech Nine, Nina. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, if he's going to be friends with NF, then it can't be all that bad, right? Tech's out here doing his thing, man. Putting it on for the Mo. The Mo. The Mo. M-I-Z, baby. Z-O-U. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't know, now you know, KD. What's up? esoteric. Oh, man. <laughs> Represent your state, right, man? Get, man, I know you want to give a shout out to the guys in Chicago. Go ahead and do it. <sighs> um, actually, yo, do it in their native tongue. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if oh, you speak Venezuelan or not. Nah, bro, no, not <laughs> a, to like not try to get a get a drill beat <laughs> to put behind this real quick. Man, yep, I need a whole bunch of gunshots, man. Like playing like the twenty one gun salute in the background. Um, shout out though to to D1 um, and uh, other soldiers on the front line and when I say that I mean it um, this is absolutely um, a spiritual war so for those who are not backing down those who are choosing to be uncompromised and, and as scripture says remain unspotted from the world um, I salute each and every one of you all know that you're not alone so yeah that, that, those are my shout outs that's what's up man that's what's up so yeah man here we are we are wrapping up another season here on the show getting ready to roll into 2024 we got some plans in place so again man if y'all want to get behind it we want you to be a part of it by being a show producer so make sure you do that for us man because 
We've been talking. We've been planning. I know, Zero, you have brought some stuff to the table that we are going to be hitting on, including what we're going to be talking about on this episode, man. Uh, but before we get into that topic, you know what we got to do first, Katie? We've got to dive into this word. So where are we going yeah. on this episode, man? Yo, so actually, this is one of my favorite books um, of the Bible, and one of my favorite books of the New Testament in particular, um, just for the amount of practical things that are covered in it um, from a deeper perspective. So we're talking about the book of James, and we're going to hit, and we're tied in, of course, to uh, this episode, but we're going to hit uh, the third chapter and the first verse, James 3 and 1. Uh, and of course, uh, I am uh, the resident old school person, so I am reading out of the King James version of the Bible. Uh, Don't worry, I'll break it my, down for y'all in a little bit simpler terms. <laughs> Eric, he's got that new fancy modern stuff. You already know, boy. We about to go message it's all the, the way in. Bible. <laughs> no, <laughs> not the message. Stop it. Yo, I do have so that James somewhere. <laughs> Hey, yo, 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 my brother, don't do yeah, They're not the message by me, yo. But hey, James 3 and 1. Uh, my brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. Um, if that doesn't jump out at you uh, at face value, effectively what this scripture is, is it is a forewarning with regards to leadership and not in terms of encouraging people to stay away from leadership but wanting us to understand what comes along with leadership the responsibility that leadership is um unfortunately and we'll, we'll touch on kind of some of this as we go throughout our conversation on the day but unfortunately there are a lot of individuals um who appoint themselves rather than being anointed and commissioned by god to do a particular work or they feel as though the work that they have been commissioned and actually anointed to do um, is not glamorous enough. And so they'll, you know, put themselves in other positions. I remember one thing that my pastor said some years ago, uh, it's two things that people do prematurely and salvation. One is get married. Two is get in the ministry. Um, and again, both of those, uh, if they're done too soon. You don't see, um, everything that God would desire for you to see and you're not prepared. And I think this is one of the things that, um, especially from a leadership standpoint that we find ourselves dealing with and experience in present day. There's a lot of individuals, thanks to the internet, um, thanks to podcasts and other various platforms where people don't have to be vetted anymore. Um, we find individuals skyrocketing in terms of views and watches and popularity. Um, but when it comes down to character, at some point, things that have not been addressed, things that are not being taken care of. And, and, and usually, Usually, um, when these things get outed in public, it's because they refuse the nudges of the Holy Spirit in private. Fellas, we are talking about celebrities, specifically within Christian culture, man. And when we start talking about this topic and Zero brought to the table, I was like, man, I think the first place we got to start is asking a simple question. Should there be Christian celebrities Period. Radio silence. I know, right? Like, I, I want to see what you guys have to say, <laughs> man, before I jump in, because like, oh, I thought I you th were gonna like lead us with a two-way question or something. That is the question: Should there be Christian celebrities? What do you guys think? Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, you put us. I, I don't, I don't think that there's a problem with the concept itself. I think it's in nature, in inherent to our nature. I think it's bound to happen. Um, I don't even think that there's something wrong with wanting to be known in your industry for something, but I do think that there is in our current day a big difference between famous and infamous, and we just don't give a crap of which one it is. You just want to be known, and maybe maybe that is part of the issue here, but I don't know. That's just me feeling it out. I don't have much of a solid biblical support for that. I'm very uh I don't know maybe I'm I'm uh I'm a little surprised maybe um but I think you'll probably as we get into this I think you'll probably remove some of uh my surprisedness um with your response um I absolutely think that it is one 
it's oxymoronic. And I say that because it's, it's something that should not exist. It is something that does exist because of human nature, because of the flesh, because of, um, the way that sin has us wired. <clears throat> we inevitably pedestal people, um, and you're right, wrong, or indifferent. And don't get me wrong. There should be people who we can look to as an example, especially in what we're doing or what have you. Um, I think though, there's a difference between those who desire to be a celebrity and those who find themselves in that place because those individuals are usually going to respond to the position that they find themselves in differently. Um, the person who wants to be in that space, they're going to do what it takes to get there. That is dangerous. It's similar to, you know, the love of money being the root of all evil. You're going to do, the Bible says, you know, the people who have chased after that have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. If you're looking to be known as a Christian celebrity, that's a problem. That's a problem because at the end of the day, who is this supposed to be about? Our goal, our job, our drive, regardless of what point, place, or position we find ourselves in, is to promote Jesus. Like we're not asking people to call on our name. The name of David doesn't heal anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, so how is it that we feel as though creating this entity is okay? Um, when at the end of the day, you know, the only reason that we have the power to do anything is because it's what God has given us through the death, burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The only name that has the power to save one name. And so for individuals to if, if I'm not synonymous in what I'm doing um, with Jesus Christ, like with the will of God, like then celebrity is is. What's the point of having the influence tied to your name or what you do if it's based on you and not based on God? It's such a slippery slope. It's very nuanced. There's a lot of dynamics um, in something like this. And it's it's a real slippery slope because we've seen people get to that place and then forget how they got to that place. And so now that they find themselves in that space. It's about them and and not about Jesus, not about God, not about the will of God, not about the church, not about advancing the kingdom. So I don't think it's something that should exist. I understand that it exists. I understand why it exists, but it is not God's will. I don't believe that it exists. Um, and I do have scripture reference. Okay. Let me take another bite at the apple. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what Adam said. What? Go ahead. <laughs> Hey, you know, you put this in a fruit salad or something. Uh, wow, Eric, that was hilarious. Threw me off. Okay, so I think that as men just trying to do the right thing, we desire to be competent. We desire that our competence and our skill would earn us a good reputation. I'm not sure if that's the same as seeking to be famous, but I think that a, a man who, who seeks to be competent and wants to be known uh, by have, ha, wants to have a good reputation because he is trustworthy and competent. Um, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But the Bible does say, and I, do, and I found the scripture in, in this, um, the main scripture that I was looking for, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, each let each Oof. self let each esteem others better than himself. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and I think what you're um, what you're talking about there, zero, is not the same thing as celebrity, right? Well, I that's think. what I want to. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Like, I don't think that what he's saying is trash yourself and act like I'm no good. All the what you know, that's a lie. We're not supposed to be liars. We're supposed to be trustworthy. We're supposed to be mature. We're supposed to For be competent. Sure. Yeah. Um, but again, that infamous thing is like, you want to be known. You want to be the guy talking. You want to be the guy at the head of the table. I think the Bible does 
teach in numerous places against that mentality. But the the the, the slippery slope that you mentioned, it's on both sides. Mm-hmm. You you want to be known, respectable, and competent. But then the other people with this false humility of I'm nobody. Okay, bro, that's not helping nothing. Like you can't walk around Facts. saying you're nobody and you're trash. Facts. Nobody respects you. Nobody thinks you're humble. We know what you're doing when you do that. Yeah, that's even prideful in and of itself. But nope, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So I- that that's that's a broader, more nuanced perspective that I have there because I felt like I gave a really bad explanation at first. Yeah. Well. I- <laughs> You know, I'm with I'm with KD whenever it comes to celebrity and fame, right? Like, I mean, I think um, when I first started, kind of you know turning this over in my head and and looking at the angles and stuff, it's like, man, the easy answer is to say no, Christian celebrity shouldn't exist, right? But then, like we said, is that something that's unavoidable? And yeah, probably so, because we can even go back and look in in scripture, right? I mean, like there was celebrity and fame. You know, in Jesus' day, like, like you know, he was achieving this level of status. You know, as, as he was That's traveling. That's why they let him talk in the synagogues all the time because he was famous. Well, but like, yeah, but like he, he was the, a famous teacher. But the difference was though, like, was he seeking it out? Was he chasing it? And, you know, the reality is, is he was kind of doing his best to separate him from himself Avoid from it. it yep right mm-hmm. yep now he understood I think it's the pursuit of fame that is the issue yeah because he he understood his purpose right he understood what he was here to do um so that made it a little bit different so it it, it does come down to what is that ambition of the of, of individuals right mm-hmm. are you doing yeah. this specifically so that you can receive praise and, and people will um, think that you are motive is going to matter what's one of the things that Jesus said um, in Matthew you know if you want and I'm just going to paraphrase if you want people to see what you're doing and you know Jesus was talking about the Pharisees if you want people to see what you're doing you have your reward Yes. if it's just to be done so that other people are aware of what you're doing so that they can look at you and say oh my goodness do you see what so and so is doing? That is your reward. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then I would also point to this might be a this might come across as obscure, but Paul's kind of battle and bout with the super apostles. Mm. When he talks about them, I kind of feel like he's saying, like, look, y'all know who I am. You heard about me. Like it it seems in his case the fame was a tool. Just like money can be a tool. It was a tool that he could use to his credibility, but he was always redirecting things back to Christ. And that's well, the kicker. Well, and when, and, when we, and when we look back at, at our scripture for this show, right, when we go back to James 3, 1, right, the difference there is that Paul was prepared to take on those added responsibilities that came along with it, right? So, I mean, I think that's another thing that um, we would have to ask and hopefully people that find themselves in these situations where they achieve a certain level of celebrity, like, hey, am I ready for the additional responsibility that comes with this? Because if not, I need to you know, pivot, I need to probably do something about this. Uh, you know, if I'm being honest with myself, right. Cause, cause that's Whoa. what scripture is asking is like, Hey, are <laughs> you sure that you're ready for this? Because you're going to be held accountable for it one way or another. What you do in that space intentionally, unintentionally, inadvertently, subconsciously, like at the end of the day, because guess what? Our adversary, the devil, he is a legalist. And so what he can hold you accountable for, he will. There is no, um, I always think about like, um, like uh, the Chris Rock movie, Head of State. And, you know, they, they've, you know, <laughs> did this whole thing. But watch, watch this, watch this, bro. I'm listening, they, dog. Go they, ahead. They, they, you know, he, he makes the, the you know, the off-the-cuff remark about, you know, well, man, maybe they should, you know, get so-and-so guns and they all out here shooting up each other. Whatever it was about the school shooting and stuff like that. And he gets back on the bus and they're like, dude, how could you say that? And he's like, I was just messing around with the camera guy. You know, I didn't know that the camera was on. And it was like, the camera is always on. 
When you're a leader, the camera is always not enough that just as a saint of God, people are watching. But as a leader, the visibility is heightened to a degree where, again, I can't just act like I, I like I can't take days off like leadership is not a hat that you just put on and take off whenever you feel like and when your head is cold you put it on you want some comfort and something to keep you warm or you know when it's gotten too hot and you don't like sweating you don't like discomfort you take it off and you sit it to the side until things cool down like leadership is not that so the camera is always on people are always watching again zero you mentioned it to whom much is given much is required I and mean, i love the b part of that verse um, because it talks about, you know, you, you want to be trusted, then men are going to commit more things to you. And it's not always going to be the stuff that you want them to give you. You want them to share with you. You want them to put on you. You want them to encourage you to do. It's, leaders are the first people people ask advice for of. And then as soon as things go wrong, and you guys, we were mentioning this earlier, you're the first person that gets blamed. Yep. Never mind the fact that what you told this person to do they didn't do they did part of it they did some of it they didn't start it when they were supposed to at the end of the day if it doesn't do what it's supposed to do i'm going to blame the leader and people have to be ready to deal with that because one of the things i think eric to your point that we see is a lot of folks who are in that space who have a very difficult time dealing with criticism dealing with feedback dealing with people having something to say that is not roses they're not blowing kisses Everybody in the scripture tells us, Jesus said, woe unto you when all manner of man speak well of you. There's a problem mm -hmm. when wanting to be popular overrides purpose. I think that's a way that we arrive in this particular space. Yeah, because I mean, the other thing that we got that, you know, people have to consider is, man, what if I what if I screw up? What am I going to own that? Am I going to try to you know just kind of act like it wasn't that big of a deal like what am i going to do with that am, am i going to step up and have that responsibility because like it talks about that in verse two of chapter three right it's where he says um for we all stumble in many ways if anyone does not stumble in what he says he is mature but also able to control the whole body so I mean, that's another thing to think about. Like everyone is susceptible to stumbling. And once you are out there in that public eye and you're under that, you know, spotlight under that, that microscope, microscope yeah. right? Like, which is another test because people are looking to see how to handle failure. Right. Facts. The folks who are rooting for you to fail and doing things to set you up to fail because they want <laughs> to find a chink in the armor. Well, I wasn't talking about your haters, but yeah, they. I'm gonna just they, hey. They love, see, they love to see you mad. No, I mean like the, the the people that struggling with stuff, and they're like, man, how how does this guy handle it? You know, what would he do? People want to see you so that they want you equal with them, so that they can complain about it, and then they can lower their expectation of what's expected of them because they say, well, look at this person; they're in this space, they're in this position, and they're doing X, Y, Z. So it must be okay for me. I'm going to stay where I am. I'm not going to stretch. I'm not going to reach. I'm not going to try to grow because this person, this leader, this quote-unquote celebrity with all of this influence is in this same space. So if God is good with them. And God has to be okay with me. Let me keep doing what I'm doing or what I'm not doing because this person's example has told me that it's okay to be in this space. I'm going to stay on the other side of the coin. I'm going to stay on the side of the coin of the dude that called the pastor. Because like, like you want to you be the leader, but you don't want to be the dude on the other end of the phone when somebody call you 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Bro, I'm in jail. Can you come get me? Or uh, I, you know, somebody husband or somebody wife is calling you and they're like, I found another bag. You, you got to come talk to him. He, he, bro, he's over at Pusher's house. You got you got to come get him. You talking like, real, bro? You talking real? Boy, they need to know that you can handle that situation. You have. You to used be, to be in the trap house. How do you get out? Come on, help me. This is not just. It's not for the faint of heart, and you mm. can't be dependable sometimes. You can't be trustworthy sometimes. People have to know. God wants to know. Kind of told, what did God tell Abraham 
after you know God commands him to go take Isaac, the, the, the son that I promised you, the son that you waited for, the son of your old age. When you thought that I have forgotten about you, take this promise, put him up on the altar, time up and kill him. All right, God, well, I trust you. I believe you. I'm going to do whatever you tell me. Now I know that you will not withhold anything from me. God wants to know that type of thing about us. Leadership is not for the convenient. It's not just what you want to do and, and what makes sense to you and what you're really good at. It's not what leadership is about. Yeah, man. And unfortunately, one thing we have seen happen a lot are these people that get put into these positions, right? Whether they've been chasing it or whether it was out of their control, but they've got out there and when they're faced with that question, like you're asking Katie, right? Like, what are you going to do with it? It all goes downhill, right? So we're going to talk some more about that. Yo, thank you for listening to the show. No, it's not over. There's more great conversation on the way. We're going to take a quick break while our guy Darius Mullen gives you a rundown of the music that made waves this past month. Be sure to stay locked in for the rest of the episode. Let's go. Good afternoon, morning, or evening, everyone. We're back with some more wave makers because waves keep being made. Polished Arrow has not slowed down with several new releases in November that are relentlessly good, including Last Days by Dex the Nerd Who Loves Jesus featuring Caboose and Intellect. You already know by Cutright brings that gritty CHH that everyone loves with clever wordplay and in-your-face delivery. Don't Touch Me is the new one by Super Duo, Big Breeze, and I Project, and that manages to be an absolute banger and a fun, fresh feel simultaneously. Peabod made waves by collaborating with Christian rock legend Aaron Gillespie for his song, Start a Band, and the blend of styles works way better than you might assume. And then finally, Corey Paul and Dre Murray teamed up to release the expectedly fire I Did It on November 24th. I've been Darius Mullen. You're listening to 520 collective until next time keep making you know, we, we, waves we talked about kind of the, this difference of christian culture compared to like mainstream culture you know a couple episodes back uh and, and one thing that has definitely kind of crossed over between those two cultures is this idea of canceling people right and we've seen it happen a lot within christian culture where oh my goodness someone actually does something wrong right because that wasn't about to happen in any way ever and now we've got these canceled christian celebrities or at least they're canceled for the time being i guess um sounds so sarcastic about it though well dude i I mean I mean, it is what it is, but, you know, first of all, we, we put people, because, like, celebrities, they don't get to just put themselves in that kind of status, right? That is dependent on others to do. You can't just wake up one morning and say, I'm a, I'm a celebrity now. Like, if other people are not accepting of it, right? If the, the, the greater population does not see you in that light... You're not just going to be a celebrity, but we've got these people that have been put into these positions. And like we said, you know, they, they, they stumble, whatever, you know, we can use the, the, the Christianese terms here, but I feel like the word nuance is going to be used a lot today. Why not? <laughs> Somebody get Tim Keller on the phone, but, but they get, but they, they do something that gets them canceled. Right. And, and the question I kind of was thinking about was, you know, is there biblical precedence that's been set for canceling Christians? So I'm going to hit you with a scripture real quick. Um, and I, I fully believe that one, and it shouldn't be, but it's really going to be heavily dependent on the group or the audience that you're dealing with. Alright. Uh, so I'm gonna hit you with Romans 16, 17. KJV. Uh now I beseech you, brethren, mark them 
Take note of the folks who cause divisions and offenses that are contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, that sound doctrine, and avoid them. So there is a biblical case, one for avoiding individuals who are not on the same page, people who are being divisive. We know that unity is something that God prioritizes. Psalms 133 tells us that unity is a beautiful thing. Um, there is a blessing that is commanded when we dwell together in one accord. But you have individuals who want to do things that are contrary to sound doctrine, to, to, to protecting the church. Sound doctrine protects the, the, the entity that is the church, the pillar in the ground of the truth, as the Bible says. And so avoid those individuals. There's also another scripture where Paul talks about handing individuals over to Satan that they might learn not to blaspheme. Um, anything that God does, he does with the desire of redemption on the back end of it. Okay, so it's important that we note that um, because it is a huge part of God's character. If it was not, then Jesus would not have come to die and raise so that we could raise, uh, be raised with him. Um, but by the same token, um, we do understand as well that Hebrews 6 gives us to know that um, for individuals who have tasted all of the goodness of God um, and everything that he's capable of, or not everything, I should say, so please don't don't nail me to the cross but they've seen things that are capable by walking in the spirit being filled with the holy ghost uh operating in the gifts of the spirit walking in the power of god seeing god move seeing god bless seeing god heal seeing god deliver you've seen those things when the scripture in hebrew says that it's impossible to grab those folks in again who have backslidden it doesn't mean impossible in in the english language in our terms it means that it is a very hard thing to do so anytime we talk about separating, you know, there's biblical precedents for communication that doesn't necessarily canceling individuals, but that does mean that we're not going to allow certain things to go on and transpire that are hurtful to the mission of Christ. Again, God wants everybody saved. Even those who find themselves in this situation cancel in terms of church is the same way that the culture uses it. I think though it's unfortunate that with a lot of other things, like with a lot of other things, we've allowed some of that stuff to creep into the church. And so it kind of taints the process of correction when it comes to those types of things. There's a little nuance we got to bring first time I'm using it to uh, the word, the word cancel, because that cancel, like you said, when God, God wants you to be redeemed. He wants to bring you back to redemption. Canceling wants to make sure that you can't even find hosting for your website. Ever. And the bank closes your bank account. <laughs> they let the air out of your tires. Like they don't no want anything to work for you ever again. Well, and that's why I was going to say there's like two questions that came to mind while Katie was talking. For me, is like, you know, one is when we're talking about um, avoidance, right? Do we parallel that with canceling? And and honestly, I think maybe to agree, that might be the best way to say, okay, this is how we can justify canceling within Christian culture. But I think the other thing that we kind of attribute this to is the idea of discipline as well, right? Because we know that there is such a thing as church discipline. There is, but I... There has to be. I am against using the word canceling and conflating it with church discipline because okay. canceling is in, inherently malicious and there is no hope for you when you've been canceled they just want you to suffer and die and go away right. there's no redemption and we're talking about situations where um you are now going out of your way to make someone feel a certain type of way for something that they did that you don't agree with see what we've just talked about from a scriptural standpoint are things that are offensive to god when the world talks about canceling they're talking about things that are offensive to them to the one person who doesn't like the way that you said what you said to that one group who doesn't agree with your stance that is against what they believe in it's completely different and so i agree with zero we should not try to marry the two and just say, well, hey, here it is. And here's an example. And yes, it's the same thing. It absolutely isn't because the world could care less if you come back. Like um, I'm looking up at Second uh, John and he gives a bunch of teaching and he gives some instruction. He says, if anyone comes to you and they don't bring this teaching, don't receive him. 
he's setting a, a, a contingency there. He's like setting the standard. But it's just like in, in the canceling world, there is no standard. It doesn't matter. And that's what I'm saying. It is extremely relative. And this is why it and the church and what the church does in terms of correction cannot be, um, you know, conflated. The two of them, they are completely separate, not just an execution, but an intent. I'm zero said it cancel is malicious cancel culture is malicious I want to do everything I possibly can to make you uncomfortable because I don't like what you said to me I don't like what you said about me and most of the stuff isn't directed at certain people specifically nobody came and said this to you but some artists who said something on the stage one time in one song a long time ago now all of a sudden it's like yo you know what I don't like that I'm offended by that let's shut this person down Let's stop making their buttons. Let's stop getting right on magazines with their cover on it. I'm ripping down every poster off of my wall. I'm shutting them down. I'm not going to wear the beaded jacket anymore because so-and-so said blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And I'm offended, man. Listen. And shout out to everybody who's been canceled. I'm not saying that I'm standing in solidarity with you, but I understand. (laughs) Yeah, definitely not because you probably did it. You did something. But shout out to the folks who uh, who refuse to be canceled as well. And that's something that's very unique because like y'all wanted to cancel Chappelle, but y'all couldn't because guess what? He didn't care. Well, okay, so let me throw this question out to you though. Like whenever we're talking about the realm of celebrity though, mm-hmm. like dude, that's not set up in a way to we can have this biblical correction this biblical discipline really like it's canceling the only option whenever we're talking about a celebrity that messes up in the public space again again i'm not i want to separate from but i'm gonna give you a good example uh one of my people's got to be more like i don't i know i know i'm gonna give you an example that's your local i don't think that todd bentley should be teaching anymore but i don't have a problem with him selling his beard and tattoo oil on his website that's fine that's fine. He can still sell that. Teachings? Uh, eh, maybe no, no. Cross the line. I don't. Have, I do have a problem with that. I don't, I don't have a problem with him selling his tattoo cream. That's cool. You want to sell tattoo cream? You go ahead. Obviously, zero is wrong. Uh, I'm talking about canceling <laughs> celebrities, not just not just leaders. Zero canceling celebrities, uh, man. And whether you like it or not, celebrities they have a certain right, level of leadership as I well. I want you to know how expensive it costs to send the certificates and be prepared for that. Okay, if you say so, we'll find out. We'll find out. But now we need to talk about the fact that because, like we alluded to, ultimately God wants restoration, right? He wants people to be able nice. to come back. You know, and that's why when we talk about church discipline. It is not there to shame. It is there to be like for, for correction so that you can come back stronger, right? Um, however, canceling with so many of these celebrities, we don't know what takes place behind the scenes. So how easily are we able to forgive one, right? But even with canceling in the first... like Because this always happens, right? There's There's always some people who are like don't want to cancel a person in the first place right because they're like man i don't know i don't think there's any way he would have done that like you know we, we don't have all the facts i'm trying to bear with you but it sounds like you talk about just <laughs> laying the hammer down with no investigation that seems like unreasonable but what can we as the general public as fans how much can we really investigate Dude, we can only know what information is given to us you know and, and i think we've got examples that we can talk about right i mean john chris Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I mean, there there were people that were in support of John Chris. There were people who were like, no, we're done with them. And everything in Why? between. Right? Okay, but the person that came out in the article, they did the legwork to go back and talk to the booking company and his agency and the people that were around him and got confirmation. So it's not like they were just, they heard a rumor and it was like, Banhammer! Like, they did the research. They talked to him about it and he admitted to what was going on. So that's not unreasonable to say, like, bro, you need to step down. You're doing too much. Yeah, that's like, even to that, and, and, and kind of what you were mentioning, Eric, like, 
the issue is, is that we don't live in a day and a time where if we want certain things to stay quiet, we automatically assume that they're going to. Like the internet and the 24 hour, seven day a week news cycle don't allow for the privacy of individuals to being able to deal with whatever it is that they're dealing with, they're going through, whatever it is that they're going through. Like, I don't have to look up and research to see that, you know, Taylor Swift just happened to coincidentally cancel some concerts. Now that Travis Kelsey has arrived in Argentina, like, I don't, I don't have to search for that. I'm not looking for that, but it's yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it pops up. And stuff. so it's just, you run into it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we talked about people who have platforms without the vetting, right? Without going through the process. You also have news cycles that release information that is unvetted and unfounded. And so you not only you have to deal with not just a word of mouth rumor meal, but then you're also dealing with a written word <laughs> rumor meal that somebody has published something in regards to and kind of so you have all of these stories some from the informed a lot from the uninformed that are circulating and making arounds and they're offering different opinions and and adding and sprinkling certain parts and pieces of this is what this person's situation was and it's, so you don't yeah. have the ability to be able to just simply say well we don't know anything about it unless it there's not a level of maturity in society that says, let me hold off. So we talk about the justice system, right? Presumed innocent until proven guilty is supposed to be how it works, right? Well, beyond a reasonable the, doubt. But in the, in the court of, as they say, public opinion, we know that it is guilty first. And then if the facts come out, and, and this is the bad part about it, if the facts come out in support of an individual, it still takes those who have already presumed guilt a while before they are willing to get back on board with said individual. Yeah, that's canceling. That's And that's what I'm talking about. It's, if it's unfounded and it's just rumors, I'm not trying to go after that person. I might be looking at them like, hey, can you speak on, can you clear this up? But like when you very obviously on camera for several weeks spread a demon across all of Toronto on 24-hour streams there's not a lot of argument there like you're doing it we can see you you know that's the other bad part too like if you choose to put certain stuff out you cannot you cannot like you can't tell the devil when to show up and how um, aggressively to come when you've left the door open for him yeah. to do so, look, you cannot, you've compromised any ability to operate in any authority by, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't, if you put it out there, people are going to have something to say about it. it is just, it is definitely the way of the world. Should it not be the way of the church? By and large, our heart's desire and our intent should be different. But if you put it out there, people are going to say something about it. But like going back to like the the John Christ example, right? Like, yes, you know he he admitted to certain things, right? But even with his admission, right, there there were still people who were like, you know what, I I still think he's funny, so I'm gonna watch his specials and and stuff. And he was gone Some for a little people bit. Don't care, right? Exactly, and that's yeah. within Christian yeah. culture. But I think it's also within the another individual's um, rights or. It's perfectly reasonable for a person to say, like, I don't know if I trust. I, I don't trust him. Even after the fact, like, you can't force somebody to trust you. Well, and that was the thing I was going to is, like, he is one who was canceled, went through this time away, but now has returned to the public eye. Right. He's got a brand new special that's out. Right. That, that came out this year. Um, and even with him returning right you still have mixed responses to that you still have some people be like he should not be able to do this right and I so think, I want, i'm gonna i'm gonna take it up on that i think there's a spiritual element to it of course it should be i right? think I mean, when god like <laughs> takes his hand off somebody be. when god takes his hand off somebody people just be like mm, 
I don't know, man. I don't know. And they and it just you can't force that. The same way of like if God puts something or allows something to be put on you, um, and people just like I'm not gonna name no names, but we could name some names where if I said the name, people would just lose their freaking minds, regardless of the context. They just they have a derangement syndrome when it comes to certain names. And I think there's a spiritual element to that. Well, I'm going to piggyback off of that and I'm going to give you a Bible example, right? Of, I guess, what would ultimately be equivalent. And I hate to say it, but maybe of God canceling somebody. All right. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Saul and Saul being anointed the first king of Israel. All right. But Saul having a penchant for doing things the way that he wanted to do them, even after God had given him a new heart. Right. Mm-hmm. God took steps. To make sure that Saul would not fail in his position. But Saul continued to go back to those weak and beggarly elements and forget the investment that God had made and continue to do what he wanted to do and then try to dress it up and frame it like it was God's will. And ultimately, once God takes the mantle of that kingship and of that office away from Saul, what happens? Samuel who, you know, is, is, has a heart for the people and actually has a heart for Saul. What does God tell this to Samuel? He said, man, how long are you going to stay here weeping and crying over this dude? Of course, I'm paraphrasing. I don't have a message Bible in front of me. How long are you going to cry for this dude? Suck that thug tear up. I've already anointed <laughs> somebody else to stand up in his place. It's a man after my own heart. I've already pulled something else it's not that god doesn't give us chances and opportunities right now that being said saul still was in office physically but spiritually the backing of god was no longer at his disposal yep i was gonna say and there would have been an article in the gospel coalition saying yeah he brought saul back from the dead but hey, we all oh. make mistakes if they could have hammered that boy out in, in, in a stone tablet and, and, and sent it around to the different camps, we have to be discerning of certain. And this is something that we don't do a lot of as a, a, a supposed spiritual people. We don't use discernment. We take, and this, this is where the danger of trying to adopt something as unforgiving as a cancel culture into the church or oh, they chose to leave they chose to walk away and so to that end we're not going to do have anything to do with them okay i understand that however i don't stop loving them the bible says that, that god is married to the backslider this person makes this choice to walk away what does the scripture say you know no one can pluck us out of his hand and yeah a lot of reformists love that but they forget the part where you can walk away you can choose to walk away you can choose to step out it doesn't mean that you've been canceled, but we've got to get back to the heart of God when it comes to people who have made choices and or decisions that don't line up with what it is that scripture says that we're supposed to be about. And it doesn't mean that we stop loving them. It doesn't mean that we stop praying for them, because like we said throughout this discussion on this topic, God is a God of redemption. He is a God of a second chance. Yes, we frame that loosely and lightly because every person who is here uh, in this show and who is listening to this has had more than just one other chance with God. Yeah. Well, and and what about when those people don't choose to walk away? What about when they choose to walk back? Right? Like we said, God extends grace. Who are we? To not do the same when we're not supposed to be out of facts, facts, facts. So on the very far end, far away, removed, there are things we don't know. Um, And again, it's about trust. I trust the people around that person. I trust, you know, I'm I'm listening to people. Like, what are the words coming out of his mouth? What are his actions now? How does he choose to talk about these situations? I can only make decisions based on the fruit you show me. So again, I kind of agree with what you're saying. Especially being far away removed. But if that person just comes back and they're just doing the same old thing, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Like, I, it, there seems to be no repentance there. And, and I, I'm, I'm using the same standard that I can only see. But what do you mean that by that? Me. What do you mean by that as far as like doing the same old thing? Okay, so 
some of the some of the people on the list that I brought up, I'm not doing it on air, but some of the people that we talked about, they it was like bad teachings. Um, and and when I say bad teachings, it will be like really watered down kind of common sense teachings that are adjacent to scripture. And so it's like I know you didn't consult the Bible on that because the Bible says opposite. Then something goes down. They they're gone for a while. They come back, and yeah, maybe they're not like cheating on their wife anymore, but they're still doing the same dumb stuff that they were doing before. And I'm like, I'm not seeing a change here in this person's character. Yeah, maybe they repented of the sin that uh, that they had to go away and come back, but they're still just as bad as they were when they were in office. But but take it but take it beyond take it beyond like celebrity pastors stuff. Like like I said, you know, John Chris is a That's comedian. Who I'm looking at. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So but, John Chris, but John Chris is Amy Um Gavi within CHH, right? Gavi got canceled. I can't start. Now I'm not saying it wasn't appropriate. So I'm not super familiar with his story. Did he come back and apologize and admit and all that I, other stuff that we're supposed to? I'm not seeing that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing it. But like, can't say. But like, are we going to say that that he should never be allowed to produce music ever again of any kind? Not for me. Prayerfully until if he, he gets old again. You got Yeah, yep. if he can't yep. humble himself and, and come to terms with what he did, then he's not for me. No. So he can, now, he can go Sarah's beard oil and tattoo stuff on the side. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But if he's like on the in the double wards and stuff, I'm be like, yo, why is he there? So here's the thing, and we see that quite often. So I'm very glad that you brought that up because we run into that quite a bit. Um you know, we're talking about like the the Kirk Franklins and all of these other individuals who have done publicly very questionable things that are more damaging to, um, you know, the mission of the body. Uh, then a lot of times we want to openly admit and address and talk about. But in those instances, one, there are certain things that we have to allow. And, and, and I'm going to address zero kind of your point twofold there's certain things we have to allow to be between god and that person right um because i don't know um the level of repentance i don't know the conversations that you've had with the lord in terms of trying to get yourself together i don't know um who you sought counsel from and whether or not you sought to get delivered from whatever this situation or circumstance is by the same token though do i have to be mindful of at what level I may interact with that person and, and my, you know, there has to be works as the Bible says, um, meet for repentance. Because again, if I'm going to repent, that means that I am, I am doing so with the mindset that I do not intend to do this again. This is a very layered issue though because when we're talking about like you mentioned i think zero you know did you just repent for the act or do you address the fruit or do you address what's at the root of why this fruit is out there for everybody to see like those are very detailed and very layered and as we said very nuanced issues but for me as an individual now that certain things have gone on and transpired i need to determine as being led by the lord how I am going to interact with that particular person, that place, that thing on the heels of this individual either being reintroduced or reintroducing themselves back into the space. And I say that because, again, sometimes people will put themselves back out there or yeah. somebody's handlers will say, hey, we've addressed this. We're taking care of this. This person was on hiatus for six months to a year and now they're back. Let's welcome them back, everybody. Let's give it up for <laughs> blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Well, because, um, I mean, I watched John. He didn't read his Bible the whole time. Now he's on stage. <laughs> Birds <laughs> of a feather flock together. You're like, pastor that's not in the Bible. What well, are you talking about? Well, but, 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 but for real, I mean, that's the, the reality of it, right? Because, like, I mean, I watched John's newest special and it didn't seem i mean it was like any other one you know but because that's the thing though okay, right it's hard it's hard it's hard to use john because i didn't like his comedy to begin with no but here's a question though here's a question about that though so let me ask you this bro and just i mean honestly and realistically when you watched it in the back of your mind was there any of the other stuff that kind of was a part of your filter while you were watching this program I mean, I think I was aware of it, obviously, you know, like, I mean, was I 
but that's the question. Like, was I watching it to try to gain more biblical understanding, or was I did I watch it for thirty minutes because I wanted to laugh a little bit? No, you, you know wanted to be entertained. But yeah. are you looking yeah. at it like is a part of your lens? The fact that, hey, I know that this person was involved in X, Y, Z. And so I'm sitting here and I'm watching this, but I'm kind of hedging, you know, my bet and my level of entertainment. What our goal should be in terms of us, like as the body. And I know sometimes people will say you're go ahead. bro. I think the best we can do in those situations is like, I hope that he got things right. For sure. And sometimes and- that's enough. Sometimes that's enough. Like, there's a brother who claims to be a Christian. He has a very successful political podcast. And he does great work. Great investigative journalism. Great commentary. Um, The guy's a total jerk most of the time. And sometimes I'm watching, I'm like, is he drunk? So I just don't watch a show anymore. Because you say you're a Christian and then you consistently exhibit non-Christian attributes. There you go. Um, unprovoked. It's not like you got mad and you and you you lost it on Lair because this story affected you. But it's like you're just consistently a jerk to people. That's a problem. And that's so I'll choose to remove myself. But I'm not gonna advocate to cancel his show because he's a jerk to people. I'm just not gonna watch him. And I'm saying that's the the difference between taking the biblical approach and not letting him in my house versus trying to ruin his old career. But if, if, but if we're out here saying, yo, these people need to step down and, and never come back, then we are mistaken as well because we're not There's allowing no for come back. I can agree with, I can no agree never with you on that. Back, though. There's no never come back. There's that part. There is somebody needs to step down. That can, unfortunately, and should be a part of that conversation if there is an issue. But the never come back part, like that, should not be for us to say. Yeah, because if yeah, we're removing part, if, we need to cut out. If we're removing that opportunity for restoration, if we're not taking advantage of the privilege that we have to extend grace, that's a problem. And then that means that we are missing again the mission um, of Christ. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like sometimes when I'm watching celebrity or pastor or singer or whatever, and that thought comes to me, I get like kind of annoyed. It's because like I'm giving him a chance. Oh, such and such is back on screen. That's weird. I thought you got canceled six years ago. Okay, let's hear what he says. He's talking, talking, talking. And it's like, it's just annoying. And I'm like, why did they let you back? You're like the same guy from six years ago. Maybe there's a personality thing there where I'm in the wrong or something, but... I get what you're saying. Like, we don't want to say they can never come back. I'm just like, Facts. when I do see you back, I'm expecting to see some improvement. But again, it's, it's it's that whole thing of we're going to be able to see what they allow us to see. You know, whenever we're talking That's about true. the, the and I'm generally talking about pastors. You're talking about entertainers. I'm talking about both. Yeah, because because <laughs> it, it, it's all part of the culture, right? It's all it's part all of culture. Part of yeah. any platform that has a pedestal attached to it. And we've put somebody on it. It doesn't matter what you do. It's the fact that you're there. And if you're there, there's a responsibility tied and attached to it that you are now accountable for and responsible for. But even with yeah. pastors, zero, I mean, unless you are a part of that pastor's congregation, how much do you really know? You know what I'm saying? He's on so TV, I'm, on, I'm under his influence. I'm under his bad advice and his terrible interpretation. And you change the channel. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I do. Because <laughs> and you're, and you're, listening, and you're, and listening to him say nonsense is me putting myself under his authority. And you're, and you're nice. under, and you're under the influence of these non-pastors that are still speaking on the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? So for these rappers that are like, I'm just a rapper, man. I'm not yeah, a pastor. So. But book me for Winter Jam, though. Thank you for listening to this month's episode of the 520 Collective Show. We'll be back next month with another great installment. Go to 520collective.com and sign up for our newsletter to keep up to date on what's happening around here and catch past episodes you may have missed. Let's go.